Act Three of Mary Stuart by Friedrich Schiller, translated by Joseph Mellish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, in a park, in the foreground trees, in the background a distant prospect. Mary advances, running from behind the trees hannah kennedy follows slowly you hasten on as if endowed with wings i cannot follow you so swiftly wait freedom returns oh let me enjoy it let me be childish be thou childish with me freedom invites me oh let me employ it skimming with winged step light o'er the lee have i escaped from this mansion of mourning holds me no more the sad dungeon of care let me with joy and with eagerness burning drink in the free the celestial air oh my dear lady but a very little is your sad jail extended you behold not the walls that shuts us in these plated tufts of trees hide from your sight the hated object thanks to these friendly trees that hide from me my prison walls and flatter my illusion happy i now may deem myself and free why wake me from my dreams so sweet confusion the extended vault of heaven around me lies free and unfettered range my wandering eyes o'er space's vast immeasurable sea from where yon misty mountains rise on high i can my empire's boundaries explore and those light clouds which steering southwards fly seek the mild clime of france's genial shore fast fleeting clouds ye meteors that fly could i but with you sail through the sky tenderly greet the dear land of my youth here i am captive oppressed by my foes no other than you may carry my woes free through the ether your pathway is seen ye owe not the power of this tyrant queen alas dear lady you're beside yourself this long-lost long-sought freedom makes you rave yonder's a fisher returning to his home poor though it be would he lend me his wary quick to congenial shores would i ferry spare is his trade and labours his doom rich would i freight his vessel with treasure such a draught should be his as he never had seen wealth should he find in his nets without measure would he but rescue a poor captive queen fond fruitless wishes see you not from far how we are followed by observing spies a dismal barbarous prohibition scares each sympathetic being from our path no gentle hannah trust me not in vain my prison gates are opened this small grace is harbinger of greater happiness no i mistake not tis the active hand of love to which i owe this kind indulgence i recognize in this the mighty arm of leicester they will by degrees expand my prison will accustom me through small to greater liberty until at last i shall behold the face of him whose hand will dash my fetters off and that for ever oh my dear queen i cannot reconcile these contradictions twas but yesterday that they announced your death and all at once to-day you have such liberty their chains are also loosed as i have oft been told 
whom everlasting liberty awaits hunting horns at a distance here's then the bugle so blithely resounding hear'st thou its echoes through wood and through plain oh might i now on my nimble steed bounding join with the jocund the frolicsome train hunting horns again heard again oh this sad and this pleasing remembrance these are the sounds which so sprightly and clear oft when with music the hounds and the horn so cheerfully welcomed the break of the morn on the heaths of the highlands delighted my ear enter paulette well have i acted right at last my lady do i for once at least deserve your thanks how do i owe this favour sir to you why not to me i visited the court and gave the queen your letter did you give it in very truth did you deliver it and is this freedom which i now enjoy the happy consequence nor that alone prepare yourself to see a greater still a greater still what do you mean by that you heard the bugle-horns you frighten me the queen is hunting in the neighbourhood what in a few moments she'll appear before you kennedy hasting towards mary and about to fall how fair you dearest lady you grow pale how is't not well was it not then your prayer tis granted now before it was expected you who had ever such a ready speech now summon all your powers of eloquence the important time to use them now is come oh why was i not told of this before now i am not prepared for it not now what as the greatest favour i besought seems to me now most fearful hannah come lead me into the house till i collect my spirits stay you must await her here yes i believe you may be well alarmed to stand before your judge enter the earl of shrewsbury tis not for that o oh god far other thoughts possess me now o oh, worthy shrewsbury you come as though you were an angel sent to me from heaven i cannot will not see her save me save me from the detested sight your majesty command yourself and summon all your courage tis the decisive moment of your fate for years i've waited and prepared myself for this i've studied weighed and written down each word within the tablet of my memory that was to touch and move her to compassion forgotten suddenly effaced is all and nothing lives within me at this moment but the fierce burning feeling of my wrongs my heart is turned to direst hate against her all gentle thoughts all sweet forgiving words are gone and round me stand with grisly mien the fiends of hell and shake their snaky locks command your wild rebellious blood constrain the bitterness which fills your heart no good ensues when hatred is opposed to hate how much soe'er the inward struggle cost you must submit to stern necessity the power is in her hand be therefore humble to her i never can but pray submit speak with respect with calmness strive to move her magnanimity insist not now upon your rights not now tis not the season ah woe is me i've prayed for my destruction and as a curse to me my prayer is heard we never should have seen each other never 
Oh, this can never, never come to good. Rather in love could fire and water meet, the timid lamb embrace the roaring tiger. I have been hurt too grievously. She hath too grievously oppressed me. No atonement can make us friends. First see her face to face. Did I not see how she was moved at reading your letter, how her eyes were drowned in tears? No, she is not unfeeling. Only place more confidence in her. It was for this that I came on before her, to entreat you to be collected, to admonish you. Mary, seizing his hand. Oh, Talbot, you have ever been my friend, had I but stayed beneath your kindly care. They have indeed misused me, Shrewsbury. Let all be now forgot, and only think how to receive her with submissiveness. Is Burley with her too, my evil genius? No one attends her but the Earl of Leicester. Lord Leicester? Fear not him, it is not he who wishes your destruction. Twas his work that here the Queen hath granted you this meeting. Ah, oh, well, I knew it. What? The Queen approaches. They all draw aside. Mary alone remains, leaning on Kennedy. What seat is that, my lord? Tis Fotheringay. My lord, send back our retinue to London. The people crowd too eager in the roads. We'll seek a refuge in this quiet park. Talbot sends the train away. She looks steadfastly at Mary, as she speaks further with Paulette. My honest people love me overmuch. These signs of joy are quite idolatrous. Thus should a god be honoured, not a mortal. Mary, who the whole time had leaned, almost fainting, on Kennedy, rises now, and her eyes meet the steady, piercing look of Elizabeth. She shudders, and throws herself again upon Kennedy's bosom. O oh God, from out these features speaks no heart. What lady's that? You are at Fotheringay, my liege. Who hath done this, my lord of Leicester? Tis past, my queen, and now that heaven hath led your footsteps hither, be magnanimous, and let sweet pity be triumphant now. O royal mistress, yield to our entreaties. O cast your eyes on this unhappy one who stands dissolved in anguish. Mary collects herself and begins to advance towards Elizabeth, stops shuddering at halfway. Her action expresses the most violent internal struggle. How, my lords? Which of you then announced to me a prisoner bowed down by woe? I see a haughty one by no means humbled by calamity. Well, be it so. To this will I submit. Farewell, high thought and pride of noble mind. I will forget my dignity and all my sufferings. I will fall before her feet who hath reduced me to this wretchedness. She turns towards the queen. The voice of heaven decides for you, my sister. Your happy brows are now with triumph crowned. I bless the power divine which thus hath raised you. But in your turn be merciful, my sister. She kneels. Let me not lie before you thus disgraced. Stretch forth your hand, your royal hand, to raise your sister from the depths of her distress. Elizabeth, stepping back. You are where it becomes you, Lady Stuart, and thankfully I prize my God's protection, who hath not suffered me to kneel a suppliant thus at your feet, as you kneel at mine. Think on all earthly things, vicissitudes. Oh, there are gods who punish haughty pride. Respect them, honour them, the dreadful ones who thus before thy feet have humbled me. 
Before these strangers' eyes dishonour not yourself in me. Profane not nor disgrace the royal blood of Tudor. In my veins it flows as pure a stream as in your own. Oh, for God's pity, stand not so estranged and inaccessible, like some tall cliff which the poor shipwrecked mariner in vain struggles to seize and labours to embrace. My all, my life, my fortune now depends upon the influence of my words and tears. That I may touch your heart, oh, set mine free. If you regard me with those icy looks, my shuddering heart contracts itself, the stream of tears is dried, and frigid horror chains the words of supplication in my bosom. What would you say to me, my lady steward? You wished to speak with me, and I, forgetting the queen and all the wrongs I have sustained, fulfil the pious duty of the sister, and grant the boon you wished for of my presence. Yet I, in yielding to the generous feelings of magnanimity, expose myself to rightful censure, that I stoop so low. For well you know you would have had me murdered. Oh, how shall I begin? Oh, how shall I so artfully arrange my cautious words that they may touch, yet not offend your heart? Strengthen my words, O heaven, and take from them what air might wound. Alas, I cannot speak in my own cause without impeaching you, and that most heavily. I wish not so. You have not, as you ought, behaved to me. I am a queen like you, yet you have held me confined in prison. As a suppliant I came to you, yet you in me insulted the pious use of hospitality, slighting in me the holy law of nations, immured me in a dungeon, tore from me my friends and servants. To unseemly want I was exposed, and hurried to the bar of a disgraceful, insolent tribunal. No more of this. In everlasting silence be buried all the cruelties I suffered. See, I will throw the blame of all on fate. T'were not your fault, no more than it was mine. An evil spirit rose from the abyss to kindle in our hearts the flame of hate by which our tender youth had been divided. It grew with us, and bad, designing men fanned with their ready breath the fatal fire. Frantics, enthusiasts, with sword and dagger armed the uncalled-for hand. This is the curse of kings, that they, divided, tear the world in pieces with their hatred, and let loose the raging furies of all hellish strife. No foreign tongue is now between us, sister. Now stand we face to face. Now, sister, speak. Name but my crime, I'll fully satisfy you. Alas, had you vouchsafed to hear me then when I so earnest sought to meet your eye, it never would have come to this, nor would, here in this mournful place, have happened now this so distressful, this so mournful meeting. My better stars preserved me. I was warned, and laid not to my breast the poisonous adder. Accuse not fate. Your own deceitful heart it was, the wild ambition of your house as yet no enmities had passed between us, when your imperious uncle, the proud priest, whose shameless hand grasps at all crowns, attacked me with unprovoked hostility, and taught you, but too docile, to assume my arms, to vest yourself with my imperial title, and meet me in the lists in mortal strife. What arms employed he not to storm my throne? 
the curses of the priests, the people's sword, the dreadful weapons of the religious frenzy. Even here in my own kingdom's peaceful haunts he fanned the flames of civil insurrection. But God is with me, and the haughty priest has not maintained the field. The blow was aimed full at my head, but yours it is which falls. I'm in the hand of heaven. You never will exert so cruelly the power it gives you. Who shall prevent me? Say, did not your uncle set all the kings of Europe the example? How to conclude a peace with those they hate? Be mine the school of St. Bartholomew. What's kindred then to me, or nation's laws? The church can break the bands of every duty. It consecrates the regicide, the traitor. I only practice what your priests have taught. Say, then, what surety can be offered me, should I magnanimously loose your bonds? Say, with what lock can I secure your faith, which by St. Peter's keys cannot be opened? Force is my only surety. No alliance can be concluded with a race of vipers. Oh, this is but your wretched dark suspicion! For you have constantly regarded me but as a stranger and an enemy. Had you declared me heir to your dominions, as is my right, then gratitude and love in me had fixed for you, a faithful friend and kinswoman. Your friendship is abroad, your house is papacy, the monk your brother. Name you my successor, the treacherous snare, that in my life you might seduce my people, and like a sly armada in your net entangle all our noble English youth that I might turn to the new rising sun, and I— O oh, sister, rule your realm in peace! I give up every claim to these domains. Alas, the pinions of my soul are lamed. Greatness entices me no more. Your point is gained. I am but Mary's shadow now. My noble spirit is at last broke down by long captivity. You've done your worst on me. You have destroyed me in my bloom. Now end your work, my sister. Speak at length the word which to pronounce has brought you hither, for I will ne'er believe that you are come to mock unfeelingly your hapless victim. Pronounce this word. Say, Mary, you are free. You have already felt my power. Learn now to honour too my generosity. Say this, and I will take my life will take my freedom as a present from your hands. One word makes all undone. I wait for it. Oh, let it not be needlessly delayed. Woe to you if you end not with this word! For should you not, like some divinity dispensing noble blessings, quit me now, then, sister, not for all this island's wealth, for all the realms encircled by the deep would I exchange my present lot for yours. And you confess at last that you were conquered? Are all your schemes run out? No more assassins now on the road? Will no adventurer attempt to gain for you the sad achievement? Yes, madam, it is over. You'll seduce no mortal more. The world has other cares. None is ambitious of the dangerous honour of being your fourth husband. You destroy your wooers like your husbands. Sister, sister, grant me forbearance, all ye powers of heaven! Those, then, my lord of Leicester, are the charms which no man with impunity can view, near which no woman dare to stand. 
In sooth, this honour has been cheaply gained. She, who to all is common, may with ease become the common object of applause. This is too much. <laughs> you show us now, indeed, your real face. Till now t'was but the mask. My sins were human, and the faults of youth. Superior force misled me. I have never denied or sought to hide it. I despised all false appearance as became a queen. The worst of me is known, and I can say that I am better than the fame I bear. Woe to you! When in time to come the world shall draw the robe of honour from your deeds, with which thy arch-hypocrisy has veiled the raging flames of lawless, secret lust. Virtue was not your portion from your mother. Well know we what it was which brought the head of Anna Bolin to the fatal block. Oh, heaven, alas, and must it come to this? Is this the moderation, the submission, my lady? Moderation! I've supported what human nature can support. Farewell, lamb-hearted resignation. Passive patience, fly to thy native heaven. Burst at length thy bonds. Come forward from thy dreary cave in all thy fury long-suppressed rancor. And thou, who to the angered basilisk imparts the murderous glance, O oh, arm my tongue with poisoned darts. She is beside herself, exasperated mad. My liege, forgive her. Elizabeth, speechless with anger, casts enraged looks at Mary. Lester, in the most violent agitation, he seeks to lead Elizabeth away. Attend not to her rage. Away, away from this disastrous place. A bastard soils, profanes the English throne. The generous Britons are cheated by a juggler, whose whole figure is false and painted, heart as well as face. If right prevailed, you now would in the dust before me lie, for I'm your rightful monarch. Elizabeth hastily quits the stage. The lords follow her in the greatest consternation. What have you done? She has gone hence in wrath. All hope is over now. Gone hence in wrath. She carries death within her heart. I know it. Falling on Kennedy's bosom. Now I am happy, Hannah. And at last, after whole years of sorrow and abasement, one moment of victorious revenge, a weight falls off my heart, a weight of mountains. I plunged the steel in my oppressor's breast. Unhappy lady, frenzy overcomes you. Yes, you have wounded your inveterate foe. Tis she who wields the lightning, she is queen. You have insulted her before her minion. I have abased her before Lester's eyes. He saw it. He was witness of my triumph. How I did hurl her from her haughty height. He saw it. And his presence strengthened me. Enter Mortimer. Oh, sir, what an occurrence. I heard all. Gives the nurse a sign to repair to her post, and draws nearer. His whole appearance expresses the utmost violence of passion. Thine is the palm. Thou trodst her to the dust. Thou wast the queen. She was the malefactor. I am transported with thy noble courage. Yes, I adore thee. Like a deity, my senses dazzled by thy 
heavenly beams you spoke with lester gave my letter to him my present too oh speak sir how thy noble thy royal indignation shone and cast a glory round thy beauty yes by heavens thou art the fairest woman upon earth sir satisfy i beg you my impatience what says his lordship say sir may i hope who he he's a wretch a very coward hope not from him despise him and forget him what say you he deliver and possess you why let him dare it he he must with me in mortal contest first deserve the prize you gave him not my letter then indeed my hopes are lost the coward loves his life whoever would rescue you and call you his must boldly dare affront in death itself will he do nothing for me speak not of him what can he do what need have we of him i will release you i alone alas what power have you deceive yourself no more think not your case is now as formerly the moment that the queen thus quitted you and that your interview had taken this turn all hope was lost each way of mercy shut now deeds must speak now boldness must decide to compass all must all be hazarded you must be free before the morning break what say you sir to-night impossible hear what has been resolved i led my friends into a private chapel where a priest heard our confession and for every sin we had committed gave us absolution he gave us absolution too beforehand for every crime we might commit in future he gave us too the final sacrament and we are ready for the final journey oh what an awful dreadful preparation we scale this very night the castle's walls the keys are in my power the guards we murder then from thy chamber bear thee forcibly each living soul must die beneath our hands that none remain who might disclose the deed and drury paulet my two keepers they would sooner spill their dearest drop of blood they fall the very first beneath my steel what sir your uncle how your second father must perish by my hand i murder him oh bloody outrage we have been absolved beforehand i may perpetrate the worst i can i will do so oh dreadful dreadful and should i be obliged to kill the queen i've sworn upon the host it must be done no mortimer e'er so much blood for me what is the life of all compared to thee and to my love the bond which holds the world together may be loosed a second deluge come rolling on and swallow all creation henceforth i value nothing ere i quit my hold on thee may earth and time be ended heaven sir what language and what looks they scare they frighten me life's but a moment death is but a moment too why let them drag me to tyburn let them tear me limb from limb with red-hot pincers violently approaching her with extended arms if i clasp but thee within my arms thou fervently beloved madman avaunt to rest upon this bosom to press upon this passion-breathing mouth leave me for god's sake sir let me go in 
he is a madman who neglects to clasp his bliss in folds that never may be loosed when heaven has kindly given it to his arms i will deliver you and though it cost a thousand lives i do it but i swear as gods in heaven i will possess you too oh will no god no angel shelter me dread destiny thou throwest me in thy wrath from one tremendous terror to the other was i then born to waken naught but frenzy do hate and love conspire alike to fright me yes glowing as their hatred is my love they would behead thee they would wound this neck so dazzling white with the disgraceful axe oh offer to the living god of joy what thou must sacrifice to bloody hate inspire thy happy lover with those charms which are no more thine own those golden locks are forfeit to the dismal powers of death oh use them to entwine thy slave for ever alas alas what language must i hear my woe my suffering should be sacred to you although my royal brows are so no more the crown is fallen from thy brow thou hast no more of earthly majesty make trial make thy imperial voice see if a friend if a deliverer will rise to save you thy moving form alone remains the high the godlike influence of thy heavenly beauty this bids me venture all this arms my hand with might and drives me toward the headman's axe oh who will save me from his raging madness service that's bold demands a bold reward why shed their blood the daring is not life life's highest good and he a madman who casts life away first will i take my rest upon the breast that glows with love's own fire he presses her violently to his bosom oh must i call for help against the man who would deliver me thou art not unfeeling the world there censured thee for frigid rigour the fervent prayer of love can touch thy heart thou midst the minstrel retzio blessed and gavest thyself a willing prey to bothwell's arms presumptuous man he was indeed thy tyrant thou tremblest at his rudeness while thou lovest him well then if only terror can obtain me by the infernal gods away you're mad i'll teach thee then before me too to tremble they're coming they approach the park is filled with men in arms mortimer starting and catching at his sword i will defend you i oh hannah save me save me from his hands where shall i find poor sufferer an asylum oh to what saint shall i address my prayers here force assails me and within is murder she flies towards the house kennedy follows her mortimer paulette and drury rush in in the greatest consternation attendants hasten over the stage shut all the portals draw the bridges up what is the matter uncle where is the murderess down with her down into the darkest dungeon what is the matter what has passed the queen accursed hand infernal machination the queen what queen what queen the queen of england she has been murdered on the road to london hastens into the house am i then mad came not one running by but now and cried aloud the queen is murdered 
No. No. I did but dream. A feverish fancy paints that upon my mind as true and real, which but existed in my frantic thoughts. Who's there? It is O'Kelly. So dismayed. Sleep, Hortimer. Oh, flee, for all is lost. What, then, is lost? Stand not on question. Think on speedy flight. What has occurred? Savage, that madman struck the blow. It is then true. 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 Oh, save yourself. The queen is murdered, and Mary shall ascend the English throne. Is murdered? Who said that? Yourself. She lives, and I, and you, and all of us are lost. She lives? The blow was badly aimed. Her cloak received it. Shrewsbury disarmed the murderer. She lives? She lives to whelm us all in ruin. Come. They surround the park already. Come. Who did this frantic deed? It was the monk from Tulan, whom you saw immersed in thought. As in the chapel, the Pope's bull was read, which poured anathemas upon the queen. He wished to take the nearest, shortest way to free, with one bold stroke, the church of God, and gain the crown of martyrdom. He trusted his purpose only to the priest, and struck the fatal blow upon the road to London. Alas! A fierce, destructive fate pursues thee, unhappy one. Yes, now thy death is fixed. Thy very angel has prepared thy fall. Say whither you will take your flight. I go to hide in the forests of the north. Fly thither, and may God attend your flight. I will remain, and still attempt to save my love. If not, my bed shall be upon her grave. Exeunt at different sides. End of Act 3